Hello, and on today's show, it's Star Wars Month. Guess who's back? Jack is back! Backwards compatibility is all the rage. And for all you electric car owners, Tesla is putting out a magazine for icy road conditions called Assault and Battery. This is episode <laughs> 9 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. My name is Alex, and of course, I am joined by JoJo. Hello! How, How are you, you doing? doing? Very good. How about you? I win. I, I asked you first. Well, uh, no. Yes, yes. Maybe. Maybe? Okay. And look who's with us. <laughs> hey! Oh, look who it is! It's if, me! If you guys know uh, that voice, you've obviously listened to episode two, and <laughs> episode two, right? Episode yeah. two. Who's our first guest. Yeah, our very first guest ever is our producer, Jamie. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, dude. Thanks, thanks for, for having me back. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You know, he sits he sits in the background and, and edits all this stuff, all those wonderful little jingles and stuff that you hear. He came up with those. and uh, Took all the coughs out of the last podcast. Yeah. We were all sick. <laughs> yeah, everybody I talked to. Uh, <laughs> now I have a cold this time. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Transmitted digitally. Now, at least I can know when it's coming because I'm the one that did it. Everybody I talked to, uh, some friends, and they said, uh, wow, your friend did a really good job because I did not hear it. very many coughs at all. So thank you for all the hard work you do. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, thank you. Thanks for letting me do it. It's of fun. course, and and he's here to um, join us in celebrating all these wonderful geeky things. And of course, we have a drink. Let's get into it. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. Today's beer is brought to you by Awkward Turtle. That that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we're drinking. Jeez, uh, <laughs> we're drinking Leinenkugel tonight. Now, you know, usually we're pretty good about you know drinking kind of uh, more local stuff, but you know, lately I've talked to a lot of folks who are like, "Man, I wish I could drink some of the beer that you guys have access to." And so every once in a while, I figure it's you know it's fun to switch it up, do something a little bit more mainstream from a mainstream company. Um, it's still kind of small. It's not something. I mean, it's available. Right. Widely, but it's not something that everybody actively seeks out. So certainly, so Line and Kugel, um, they're the ones that have summer shandy, right? Exactly, of course. Yeah. So if you guys know about that, it's it's a nice little summer beer. Uh, but this is more, way more on the wintery side, as you can tell. It's getting colder outside, and uh, we're approaching the holidays. This is a wonderful beer to drink during that time. So this is called their Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Um, according to their website, it says it's a fuller-bodied brew. With hints of cocoa, coffee, and caramel brought out by roasted malts and aged on real vanilla. Our Lining Kugel Snowdrift Vanilla Porter is a smooth and creamy, uh, is, is, a, uh, blah, blah, is smooth and creamy, making it ideal for winter. See, I don't feel so bad about last week now. No. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, it's just terrible. So uh, let's raise a glass to this. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers gents. Wow. Mm, it's malty. Definitely. Mm. It has a little bit of a bite to it. Just love it. Yeah. If you let it linger a little bit, it's it's kind of spicy. Um, it's really great, guys. I think it's a wonderful winter beer. I don't know what it is about. Something makes me think of like a, a log cabin like yeah. covered in snow and there's like a fireplace and you're just sitting sipping this next to the fire. Yes. Right. It seems appropriate. Yes. Yes, and it's kind of sweet. Um, you know, Obviously, it's a little malty, so it's going to be a little sweeter. Um, the ABV is 6%. Um, so it's a, it's a decent beer. It's, a, right. it's got a good... 
uh, and it's got a good brown color to it. Very like, dark. Almost, I mean, it's, black. it's dark. It's um, I'd say it's a little darker than uh, Newcastle brown right. ale. Um, so this is right up my alley. This is the type of beer I love. I love this sort of beer. Um, is this up your all's alley? Like, do you guys like it? Oh yeah, this is this is my go-to. This reminds me of one of my favorites, the Indian Brown Ale from Dogfish Head, which is yes. kind of the same color, yeah, kind of the same substance to it. It's got right. a lot of chutzpah. Mm-hmm. La chutzpah. Yeah. <laughs> chutzpah. Yeah, you got to get right back there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's got a little biter uh, feel to it, so it actually feels heavier than a six percent when you drink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. Nice heavy beer for um, a cold time of year. So guys, go check it out. Like I said, it's pr- you can pretty much find this. Um, anywhere. I got it at a local grocery store over here. So um, we hope you guys are able to check it out. And uh, if you do, let us know what you think. Shoot us an email, geek30podcast at gmail.com. And with that, let's get into the news. Geek 30 News. Guys, it's December. 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 What does that mean? Holidays? No. No. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars. So close. Oh my gosh. We're like, okay, so um, we are recording on December 6th. Uh, We're 11 days out. We're 11 days out. Oh my. Well, okay. All right. Sorry. More like 12 days out. Like if you guys are seeing it on the 18th, JoJo and I are seeing it on the 17th. Midnight. Well, not even well, midnight. We're before, yeah, we're before midnight. it's the 18th. Almost. Right. Okay, we're seeing it on the 17th. At like 7 p.m., yeah. it's perfect getting off work. We have our seats reserved. Uh, Deanna's coming with us. My parents are actually coming with us. Uh, Katie, my sister, is coming with us. Awesome. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. And with I that, just bought out the whole theater for that. Yeah, oh, dude, I was thinking about it. And just start giving away tickets to all my friends. Um, unfortunately, I'm not made of money. Um, you sure? Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. Isn't that crazy? Lies. So, of course, it's Star Wars month, um, and that means that everybody and their mother is taking advantage of it and creating advertisements about Star Wars, and uh, Google's doing that. So, have you guys gone into Google and typed in a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away and seen what happens? I just did that right before we started recording here. Yeah, it's also and, and really, what really cool. What yeah. happens? <laughs> it takes all the search results and it puts them into the Star Wars opening crawl. So everything is on a Starfield background, and all the links are gold, and they're all sliding up. It's got and that opening music. It's, yeah, there's a button that you can click and it turns the music on, and the whole Star Wars theme plays. It's, it's really cool. Oh, I I love it. And JoJo's got it going right now. Yeah, the, the yellow font and all that. Look how cool. So here, turn on the sound. Let's let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can give the audience a little. This is Google. Yes. Oh, love it. Oh, All right. So, um, so I tried it here on this computer that JoJo lended me, and uh, I'm trying it on Firefox. It didn't work. It literally just went to a Google page. <laughs> but I encourage you guys to try it. Um, a I'm friend sorry, of mine. Windows. Yeah. Dang it, Windows. <laughs> Um, but, you know, shout out to my friend, uh, Justin, uh, Justin actually pointed me to this and he wanted me to mention it on the podcast. So thank you, Justin, for, for mentioning that. Thanks, Justin. But, you know, wanted to also talk about, because it's Star Wars month, we're getting bombarded by advertisements, not just from, um, you know, third party folks like Google, but Disney themselves are bombarding us with trailers. Right. Jojo, you haven't seen a single thing, have you? Except for the original teaser, I have not seen anything. I've seen, okay, so... Everywhere you go, it's plastered everywhere. It's the new thing right now. 
I went to Best Buy to pick up something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and they had trailers playing on all the TVs in the back of the Best Buy, which is effectively a quarter of the store. And so it's hard not to see it. It's hard, and it's weird to look like that one guy who's looking actively away from TVs, and you know, in the middle of a store, <laughs> little horse blinders. Exactly. On. <laughs> you know, being that one nerd, just being really weird about it. Even even Target has it, which I bought an R two D two kitchen timer from Target. It's <laughs> like, okay, why not? Oh, wait, there it is on TV. Son of a gun. Did you, you know? get the shower head? I, I saw the head, <laughs> the Darth Vader and the R2-D2 shower heads right. where it squirts out the side. I thought about it and I thought it'd be cool to put the Darth Vader shower head in my shower then Darth Vader would be looking at me while I showered and I figured, <laughs> that's not so kosher. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I decided against that this time. Um, but yeah, I've only seen a teaser, a couple of blips here and there, but I've actively avoided everything at all costs until the movie comes out in 11 days. I can't believe that tomorrow is going to be 10 days. And then the day after that, it's going to be nine days. So close. And then the day after that, it's going to be like eight. I'm about to take that day off. That's how numbers work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's in order. Yeah. It's crazy Mind town. blown. <laughs> exactly. Wow. But, you know, I don't, I was really excited about the first few teaser trailers that kind of came out. And then they kept putting more and more and more and more and more and more content out. I'm like, I'm hesitant at this point to, I've been personally watching every little bit. I'm reluctant at first. I'm like, ah, but no, I'm going to watch it. And so I don't, but at the same time, I don't want to be seeing the entire movie before it comes out. Which happened to me with episode one. I don't know about you guys, but everybody had a special, everybody had an extra scene, like E.T. and this and whatever. They all had something, but so by the time you actually got to the theater, it's like, well, I've I've seen this already. Yeah, you know? that's a problem with a lot of trailers. But I think Star Wars has done a really good job. Even a lot of these um, little trailers that they've been putting out, um, while while some of it has had new footage, they've actually recycled a lot of it. So I'm I'm thankful there. But man, I saw a, a freaking um, we went and saw the Hunger Games in uh, in theaters over here uh, the past like it was like a week ago or something. And they had this new movie that was coming out. I don't remember what it was about, but uh, they basically had the entire movie laid out in the trailer. Right. I don't need to go see that movie anymore because well, that's kind of like what they just did with uh, Superman versus Batman. They put out a new trailer, and it's like, wait, that's the plot, and yeah. so you just know the movie now. And it's like, well, son of a gun. Has, uh, what's his name? Do- Doomsday. Yeah. Or, or po- Apocalypse is Apocalypse, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so that 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 trailer's pretty cool though. Um, BBC actually just did the same thing with Doctor Who last week. Mm. They were they released the synopses for all the episodes, and in the episode synopsis for eleven, they actually like revealed the reveal that's at the end of the episode in the synopsis. So if you read it, there's no point in watching it. No, oh, you already wait, wait, know exactly no, how it turned out. Ten. It's gonna be season. Episode 10. Episode 11. Oh, oh, Episode 11. They had the synopsis of the episode, and if you read the synopsis, well, okay, now I don't need to watch it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined the whole 45 minutes. Well, we're going to get into some Doctor Who later for sure, um, because Jamie's here. I need to stop following them on Facebook, because every time they put a (laughs) new uh, show out, a new episode out, they're like, well, do you remember seeing this? Like, no. no, It's like that actually a lot of... of, I'm I'm having a huge issue here, because like I want to be surprised by a lot of stuff. Exactly. But that's something that I was really pleased about with the Star Wars trailers. Again, they they released these trailers, and they were um, vague enough to kind of get you just hyped, because one, there's a nostalgic feel. Two, they've released some really well-done scenes. Yeah. Um, when you saw Finn whip out the lightsaber... I didn't see that. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you saw Finn whip out the lightsaber for the rest of the world. Like, that was freaking cool. So, 
I bet it was. Yeah, sorry, John. John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing him. I've I've heard about this before, so I'm teasing. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I wanted to get your all's thoughts, too. Um, If you guys are happy with the way Star Wars has been doing things, um, let us know. Also, let us know, like, the most exciting thing um, or the most... The, the feature of this movie that you're most excited about. Because for me, um, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing the passing of the torch um, with these uh, newer characters and seeing people like Han and Leia, uh, you know, in the, in the in the trailer. But we haven't seen Luke, basically. That, that's what I was about to say. Is that the thing that I'm most interested in? I was, I was going to say that. I've also noticed that I've, unlike JoJo, I've watched all the trailers. I've right. watched everything that's come Two out. Two streams right here. <laughs> and I still don't know what the movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. And I think that's remarkable that mm-hmm. they've managed to put that much content yeah. out there without telling you anything. And I'm, right. I'm afraid, though, that they're going to end up showing us like a little bit more and some kind of other trailer coming out here. And I'm going to be might... like, no, stop, because that might be the tipping point. Yeah. Don't show me Luke before this movie comes out. That's the one thing. Yeah. Well, we're so close to it now that I think that they'll probably hold off. I think they've, they've probably passed the point where they would have said, oh, here's a big reveal. I'm hoping. Right. Um, but I'm guessing that there's going to be something in the trailer that after you've seen the movie, you'll go, oh, wow, I can't believe I yeah. missed that. That was amazing. Yeah. But the thing with Lucas, what's really got me wondering is because I, we all know he's in the movie. Yeah. He's in there someplace, but right. we have no idea how in he's taking capacity. part in it, right. yeah. what kind of a characterization he is, or whether he's gone some other direction. It's going to be really interesting. And they're saying that um, all the expanded universe deleted. It's yep. all yeah. new content at this point, mm-hmm. so uh, cool. you can't speculate what's going on based yeah. off of existing stories because it's not existing anymore. Right, because in the extended universe, the Thrawn trilogy yeah. of books came right after episode exactly. six, mm-hmm. and now this is coming after episode six, so right. that's null and void. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that stinks. That's going to be a fun topic for us to talk about on episode 10 for sure. Um, we're actually recording that episode um, after we go see the movie a couple days later, so... Uh, you guys will get the full scoop on what we thought about the movie um, when that episode comes out. Um, let's see. And, and this next topic is very near and dear to JoJo's heart. I don't know if you guys have uh, have heard, but Samurai Jack is coming back. Samurai Jack! Samurai Jack. So exciting. Now, there was a, a really cool article that I saw on The Verge, um, one of the many websites that I kind of peruse. Uh, it says, after over 10 years on ice, Samurai Jack is heading back to Cartoon Network next year. Adult Swim just announced that uh, Gendy Tart- Tartakovsky... I don't know, is it Gendy or Gendy? Gendy? I always Gendy. said Gendy, but I, I also say GIF, so... Okay, well, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> you, 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 you. The creator of GIF says GIF. I, uh, I'm justified. He's wrong, too. So are you going to like hire a graphic designer? <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? Is that how it works? Is that's not? Yeah, I'm gonna look up directions on my Jarman of how to get there. <laughs> well, I listened to G30. <laughs> G30, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Adult Swim just announced that Jendi uh, Tartakovsky, the animator behind the acclaimed series, as well as favorites like Dexter's Laboratory and the animated Star Wars Clone Wars micro series, is back to produce a new season that will land on Toonami in 2016. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, you know, if you guys have never seen uh, Samurai Jack, it, it's all on Netflix, I yes. believe, right? And it is a visual masterpiece. Really wonderfully done uh, animated series with really cool action sequences. Mostly told. Uh, it, it's interesting because the main character doesn't really have a voice. 
Right, Jojo? I mean, he, he does, but he, he doesn't really He speaks talk occasionally. So much. He's very uh, stoic in this right. uh, series. So um, I, for people who don't know the series, how would you describe it to them? Um, someone from the past gets sent to the future by accident. He actually has a Japanese name and it adopts the uh, name Jack after he runs into some people. Um, and he's looking to fight the guy who sent him there to get back to his old time. It is hilarious. It is dramatic. It is well written. Um, I mean, they don't have to say a lot, but they can emote so much because it's an animated uh, piece. Um, everything they do is fantastic. the uh, The last episode is um, Aku. I think it's the the bad guy's Haku, name. Haku. I think H- it's I, I think it's A K U. Uh, is it A K U? Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I think it's a three letter word. Yeah. Um, Aku. Yeah. Evil demon Aku. Okay. Um, he starts telling stories, and the kids that he's telling the stories to. Are like no, but Jack wins this one kind of, and it becomes a hilarious little parody of a bunch of different fairy tales that go on. And I mean, I just have a love for that episode in particular. But there's a lot of great episodes that happen there. The style of it is fantastic. They actually ended up pulling some of that style for the uh, Star, uh, Star Wars uh, original Clone yep. Trooper animated series, mm-hmm. and so that was a fantastic series because it was styled after Samurai Jack. And then they yeah. that was fully animated. Then they went to the CGI stuff, the uh, Clone Wars, which is still great, which is phenomenal entirely. Um, but it to me it was groundbreaking at the time. I'm, yeah. I was really sad to see it stop. Yeah, Jamie, are you familiar with that series? I remember seeing that it was on, but I never watched it. I've, I'm familiar with some of his other series. Like I watched a lot when I was in college. I watched Powerpuff Girls and yeah. Dexter's Lab and all of those. Yeah. But I never saw Samurai Jack. I kept seeing it on there and was like, I wonder what that thing is. Right. Ah, oh well, it was, it was great. <laughs> I'll give it another chance if it comes back. Definitely, yeah. definitely do yourself the favor, folks. Go see this show um, when it ends up on Netflix. And and it kind of begs a question: like, what other shows are out there that kind of deserve a reboot? Um, reboot or a continuation? Or, or a continu- Okay, I guess a continuation is a better um, is a better word to use. And actually, thinking of the word reboot, did you guys ever see that show? So that was always fun because <laughs> did you every- remember that show. <laughs> I remember somebody mentioning that show to me, and I think I actually watched like part of an episode of it. That was a really old CGI, right. like, really, really early yes. CGI, where yes. it looks so like it was every, on your Windows 95 yes. machine, kind of. Every season of that was a different uh, version. They got better every season, mm-hmm. and it was actually originally um, an engine they built for, I think, gaming yes. that nobody ever picked up. And That's it's like, well, let's too. make a show out of this. And so they ended up making the first season, they built a better engine, they made a second season. So each uh, season got progressively better looking. And That's that, that, cool. That's yeah. actually a show i heard they were potentially bringing back in some capacity that would be really neat um but jojo's right i mean they they ended up making the animation for that way better if you see the the original episodes you're it's just painful <laughs> yeah but cool action and cool stories um i mean what other shows are out there that that you think would deserve that sort of uh treatment i mean i'm always a fan of stuff that doesn't necessarily have a whole season arc so something like the a-team where each episode is its own little movie mm. and you know just keep having more plots and more craziness and they yeah. do something ex- extravagant and you know you tie up the whole story in one season or one uh, episode yeah when you said the a-team for some reason mash got in my head <laughs> <laughs> and deanna and i have been watching a lot of mash we just finished the first uh the first season right of it and uh it, it's it actually holds up i think definitely completely inappropriate and there's a lot of like really sexist shit that goes on in that right. show um, and racist shit but it's it's still pretty funny I mean that's that was good humor and for TV I feel like it was really um, risque edgy. and edgy yeah. um, it was funny you have any thoughts Jamie? well the first one that, that pops to mind is uh, and I think I actually heard something about it coming back was the Twilight Zone oh wow because oh. I, I remember Watching old black and white episodes of the Twilight Zone, which I started watching after I was had been listening to the old radio drama X minus one, 
which actually shares a lot of the same stories because it was like the re- earlier radio version of the Twilight Zone. Nice. And there's something about that show where, like you said, it's like single stories. They're encapsulated. You can watch one and be done. Right. Or you can watch six in a row and be happy. But there's a common theme, and each one has a different style. And it's it's just really interesting. Definitely. It tells stories that you don't really see anyplace else. So it would be really neat to see something like that come back. And That'd be awesome. the fact that I had heard a rumor that it was coming back Get makes excited. me really excited. Like, <laughs> yeah. Twilight Zone. That's happened. Yeah, that it's it's interesting. Guys, If and out there to the audience, if you guys have any ideas of, of shows that you think should be, um, I guess, brought back to TV, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about, like, nostalgic old, old shows that we really like, old games that we really like. Um, it, it's an interesting thought to, you know, sit back and really understand what would really be relevant today. So I and, went through and watched all the original Transformers show, and I'm yeah. debating whether or not some shows would work coming back. Right. Because I would say, let's bring back Chippendales and uh, Rescue Rangers and, like, DuckTales. Not, not and Chippendale Dancers. Not Chippendale Dancers. That was sure? a different part yeah. of my life. Oh, I've yeah. moved on from there. We have pictures of that. <laughs> no, you don't. Maybe you do. <laughs> that might be a thing. <laughs> but, um... That going back to Transformers, it was such a horrible show. You could see where they were trying to market toys more than they were trying to actually give you a plot. Yeah, and so I, I'm kind of hesitant to see what shows would actually live nowadays that weren't just a uh, a marketing ploy. Yeah, like GI Joe. Exactly. Oh, we have a new vehicle now for some reason. <laughs> and you get a character who you'll never see ever again except this one episode. But now your collection isn't complete unless you have it. Hasbro didn't make their number last year, so we are introducing a new character. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, after, I don't know, one or two seasons, they introduced Devastator on the Transformer series, and it's five vehicles to build one big vehicle, right? One big robot. And it's just amazing. And a couple seasons in, there's five different versions of this five vehicle robot. So they want you to spend, you know, 18 bucks on each toy and it's, you know, times five and it's ridiculous. It's really funny. <laughs> it really is. It's really funny. I felt so bad. It's like, I watched this and, you know, it's like, no wonder I wanted Optimus Prime so bad, you know? <laughs> Damn you, marketing guys. Exactly. Well, uh, other in other news, uh, we're getting old games that we're able to play on our new systems, backwards compatibility, is coming. Um, some of it. Well, actually, it's yeah, some of it, and some of it's already here. Some of it's been here. Right. Some of some companies, according to JoJo, are bastards for only <laughs> hopping on the train now. Hulk um, smash. There's a specific article I read um, the other day. It was it was on uh, Verge. By the other day, I mean like two days ago. Uh, it says you can buy uh, PS2 games on PlayStation Four starting tomorrow. So that was yesterday, the fifth. So by the time you're listening to this. You guys are able to play PlayStation 2 games on PlayStation 4. Um, a bunch of these are um, are available on the PlayStation, uh, you know, store. And uh, there's a, a bunch of different games. One of the games actually stood out to me, Dark Cloud. Did any of you guys play Dark Cloud on PlayStation 2? You could build, like, your own little, little town, and then you're, like, this little adventuring guy with daggers, and you can go kill stuff. It was fun. Anyway, so... For like it was, it's like fifteen dollars, and you can go buy it on the on the store. So, uh, you know, I, is Sony late to the game, JoJo? All right, I, I'm gonna okay. Here we go. All right, I'm just gonna walk away. JoJo's gonna yell in the mic for a little while, guys. I'll be right back. I'll be outside. <laughs> I don't know where to start with this. Okay, so they started with Xbox One, and they had this big marketing scheme. Xbox One wanted to be connected to your internet twenty four seven, and the 
advantage of that was that everywhere you go, uh, all your games were available to you at all times. It didn't matter if it was on disc, it didn't matter if it was digital, it was always available to you. So if I go visit my family in Texas, my brother has an Xbox One, and I can play my games on there, all my stuff saved, everything's good to go. PlayStation gave this whole, well, why would you need to be connected 24-7? And it kind of started doing the psychological like ploy to everybody. It's like, well, look at me lending somebody a game and it gave a physical copy to somebody else like hey we just sent somebody a game. and they had this whole like commercial employee whatever just destroyed microsoft so microsoft ended up backing off of that idea which to me is kind of foolish because your laptop your smartphone your everything's connected 24 7 so why not your xbox if you're getting the benefit out of it mm-hmm. um okay. the reason why sony did that is because they had bought gaikai so that they could bring a streaming platform to bring your old games back to you but they will sell it to you Instead of you already owning it. So as of this year, Xbox is like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do something different. If you had a digital version of anything on Xbox 360, as long as their publisher is okay with it, you can now play it on your Xbox One. Free. You don't have to do uh, do anything. Just download it. You're good to go. If you have your disc, you can pop it into your Xbox One and play your game. Done. So it's backwards compatibility across the board. Digital-wise, as long as it's with the publisher. Mm -hmm. Sony is saying, hey, we're bringing back your PS2 games, not your PS3 games. We're going to sell them to you again. You can't play your PS2 games on disc. You can only buy your upmastered PS2 games, like Final Fantasy VII from PS1 that they've, A, released last year in December as a really, like, choppy, like, the original port from the uh, PS1. And they're like, well, we're redesigning Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I'm overexcited. I'm sorry. I know. Um... We're gonna it's flying everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's your raincoat? I'm just kidding. Your umbrella. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Continue no. the rant. So they're. Uh, <sighs> this is good. It's good. It's good. They um, they're they're selling you Final Fantasy VII again with the new trailer that just dropped. Oh my saying, god! I'm really oh my god! It looks so cool. Yeah, it does though. But this is the third time they're releasing Final Fantasy VII. They're not giving you new content. They're selling you old content. They're selling you the old blocky version of Final Fantasy VII, unless you have the disc, which is only playable on PS1, and they're selling you the remastered version on PS4. So they're they're trying to do that backwards compatibility, but it's not backwards compatibility. It's a remake of the old stuff. So it's their marketing that's really kind of selling it kind of sideways. That sounds almost like the virtual right. console. Like where you can, on the on the Wii, well, where you could buy old games again, but Nintendo but you never can't put the game in. Right, Nintendo never said that. Nintendo said no, but that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That, that Sony's calling that backward compatibility. Yeah. Exactly. Where really, it's just hey, buy your games again. Exactly. <laughs> Nintendo came out forward because Nintendo was the first one with the online market before anybody else did it. Right. And said, hey, we have this platform for you to buy old games. They didn't say backwards compatible, except for with the Wii, you could play GameCube games, so they did have that compatibility right. I- thing right there. But it's like, we can sell it to you again. And if you have your Wii U, and it's compatible with the Wii U, you pay a dollar, and you pay it on your Wii U now, so move it over. Um, well, wouldn't you think, though, that, you know, okay, uh, obviously you can't plug a Nintendo 64 cartridge into a Wii U or a Wii or anything, but right. even, even from um a playstation 2 point of view weren't those completely different discs that wouldn't even be able to play on a blu-ray player like a playstation 4 i'm not playing I, well i'm playing Des- devil's advocate i agree 100 percent with you right um, they were black on, cds on some parts, i on thought some parts. well that's playstation playstation 1. 1 was black cdrs you could buy blank black cdrs right. and burn them and the black actually made no difference except for making it clear that it was a playstation game instead right. of an audio CD. it was a, it was a visual thing the ps2 was dvds right. they were just straight up dvds exactly as far as like, yeah the they bottom were. had like a bluish tint to they it. they were still dvds as the far only, as i'm aware the only system that had non-standard discs was the dreamcast the and dreamcast the GameCube. had gamecube had the little tiny yeah, mini the, dvd thing. yeah so some and the dreamcast they had something. gig discs. Exactly. They were like a CDR, but they held a gig of data instead of right. 750. 
And by the way, I just want to point out, I bought Final Fantasy VII how many times? Wait. <laughs> I bought it on my PlayStation 3, and then I bought it on my PC, and I'm going to buy it again when it's remastered and, and released because that shit looks fun. <laughs> Backwards compatible. I'm doing air quotes, by the way, for those of you listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, okay, I mean, I... I, they they, they shouldn't it. have said I backwards compatible. They should have said we're selling you back your old stuff. Yeah. You know? Again, with the Xbox One, if you have 360 games, you can pop it into your Xbox yeah. One and play them. That's I, backwards compatibility. If they had called yeah. it a vintage games marketplace, yeah. that would have been kosher. Right. But this is not what they're describing. Right. These are the same guys, again, who slammed the Xbox One for having 24-7 connectivity, <laughs> but then want you to be connected 24-7, downloading their games, being able to play it as they stream, and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, and that, that whole thing. I mean, I, I get some people in the world don't have access to the internet 24-7 but that's kind of like 5% of the population we're getting to the right? point where it's kind of right? ubiquitous like, yeah, it's, right. it's a, if, you're, if you're listening to this you have the internet yeah. <laughs> and, right. and guys I get it like there are people in this country who do not have like you know very the, the means to live right um, those people shouldn't probably be spending money on video games anyway and probably buying food for their families but you know like I mean they're for the people that, you know, have internet and that are probably playing games and stuff, they probably have internet. This whole, like, not being connected to the internet 24-7 thing is a little silly to well, me. Well, because I don't do it, but for a lot of people with their iPhones or their Android phones, they have it set to automatically update everything, which means you're connected to the internet at all times, yeah. which means you look at your phone and says, hey, I updated this for you automatically. You didn't say to do that. Yeah. It did it for you. Yeah. And you're very comfortable with that. But your console, no, 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 we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a little silly to me, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something here, and um, maybe we're, all three of us are missing something here. If somebody wants to chime in and, and, you know, provide feedback, you know, geek30podcast at gmail.com, um, but... If you want to rant back about Sony, I'll be more than happy to talk to you guys. Yeah, if, you, if, you guys, if you guys don't agree with JoJo's um, yeah. hatred, not hatred. <laughs> JoJo, JoJo dislikes Sony for a number of reasons, but... It's um, been a work in progress. I used to like them. I don't anymore. I love them. I, I well, I don't love them. I I have every single system, and uh, I've really enjoyed my PlayStation Four. I was trying to talk JoJo into getting a PlayStation Four the other day, and he about smacked me. <laughs> he was like, Alex, what do you think? You know how I feel about them. He, it's against his religion, guys. Well, I've never owned a PlayStation console of any number in my entire life. So really? I uh, still have my PS One with the LCD screen on it. Oh wow! Yeah. The small one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Exactly. You still have. I guess still have that. I used to. Say, I actually actually liked Sony, and then Sony became Sony. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how to say that any better. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sony did what Sony does. They went yeah. full Sony. They went the full <laughs> Sony. Yes. They, they, they had an issue with Sony. Apple. They had an issue with this. They had an issue with that. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, if you guys um, are into these old PlayStation Two games, I mean, they're, the list of games right now that they've got um, coming out. Uh, it, it should be available, but on this article they talk about Dark Cloud, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Rogue Galaxy, The Mark of Kree, Twisted Metal Black, and War of the Monsters. No, Twisted Metal Black was a lot of fun back in the day on PS2, I will tell you that. And these, I am reading this article right now, these are being scaled up to 1080p. So, again, these are being brought to you to a next-gen platform. So it is the old game, but it's being polished for a, a next-gen platform. So would you would you say that then, is that worth the 15? I mean, these people have spent time to up, update these games. If, okay, so if it wasn't, again, air quotes, backwards compatible, then okay. yes. Yep. I think their marketing strategy is what's really pissing me off. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I'm you know I'm wondering if um, some if some media outlets are marketing it as uh, you know backwards compatible. If some others are talking about re-releasing, right? You know, I think there needs to definitely be some kind of consistency there. But uh, it, I don't know. I'm excited personally because I want to play Dark Cloud again. I remember one of the most uh, one of my favorite things about that game was the music. I'm looking at Jamie right now because he and I are both music nerds and we play music together. Um, really pretty, like acoustic sort of like chill out. You could like sit on your couch, like let the game be, sit in your little town or whatever, just sit back and listen. <laughs> You're just sitting there and listening. And it's pretty and it's fun. I'm gonna check that game out. It's, now. it's neat. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll buy a PS2 and a copy of PS2 Dark Cloud for that. <laughs> you can probably buy it for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> eBay.com. <laughs> yeah, right. Talking to a friend right now, he's got a 36-inch Sony tube TV. Uh-huh. Still works. They put a LCD on top of it because they didn't they couldn't move it. It was too heavy. Really? So I'm debating whether or not to ask him if I can like buy it off of them and bring it to my next apartment so I can plug my old consoles in, like light guns and stuff. And I have a 32-inch CRT TV right. in my studio that I bought. I, I didn't buy it. I found it on Craigslist giving away for free. Right. I just drove and it. got it. Yeah. And then took it home because I wanted it for my old Genesis and my NES and right. my N64 because that stuff just doesn't look right on no. flat screen. Especially Nintendo. Right. Because it stretches out and then yeah. all your angles are off. You end up running right. into everything. Everything and light and, guns and who, don't work. And who in that household plays it the most? My daughter. <laughs> my oldest daughter, Ellie. She plays the video games more than I do. That's, that's <laughs> a good thing, though. You know what? That's, that's good. Bring up the next generation. Exactly. The right that's my god, baby. I love it. <laughs> that's um, some pride right there. That's I'm, awesome. I feel I'm so that. happy. I'm proud. I mean, yeah, it makes me so happy. Yeah, supposedly she's been getting really good at the video games too. So yeah, her her two favorite NES games are Ducktales and Tetris. And she she doesn't really understand that the point of Tetris is not to see if you can build a column the highest in the middle. <laughs> so I've been trying to teach that's, her that that's it how goes, you win the fastest. But it is how you quote unquote win. It's <laughs> um, golf rules, lowest point score. There you go. <laughs> but the one she started playing the other day was Ridge Racer for N sixty four. I don't know if you ever played Ridge Racer. It, it's like the twitchiest arcade race right. game. And I was shocked that she like passed like four checkpoints yeah and she was actually like staying in the race i was like yeah, you're four and a half how are you doing that <laughs> like, i suck at video games when i was your age that's so funny you upgrade her to a power glove at some point oh god <laughs> right now i got something else to buy there you go i'll put it right under the couch with my virtual boy exactly yeah i need to bring mine over i think there's a link you could plug the two together if you have the cable we will play I mario have the cable because that's uh, the only game I have is Mario Right. <laughs> well, I've got like six. I'll let you borrow some at some so point. So you have all the games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I've got all six of them. Well, I, I'm missing one. The one that I didn't get was Waterworld. And there's reasons why I obviously didn't actively get that one. Uh, I can't imagine that game was any better than the movie. No, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie uh, brought a topic. I may have influenced this topic a little bit for Jamie. <laughs> he, um, he encouraged it. Nudge, so, nudge. so, Jamie... What are we talking about today? We're talking about Doctor Who today. Okay, and why are we talking about Doctor because Who? Because I am slightly obsessed. Hey, me too. That's weird. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That's weird. So, Jamie, talk to us about Doctor Who from your perspective. Okay, so for a long time, I knew what Doctor Who was. I never paid any attention to it. And then one day, like somewhere around 2007, 2008 something, I decided, oh, I'll see what this Doctor Who thing is about. So I started watching from the beginning, and I kept watching... And I kept going, and then I got completely sucked in, and I watched everything up until when it was current at the time, and was, you know, waiting with bated breath for the next season to start, 
and then said, well, you know, this whole classic series, I wonder if that's any good. So I started at the beginning of the classic series, which for those of you who don't know, is 26 seasons long. Right. And some Jeez. of those ep- some of those seasons started, have like 40 episodes in them. Started in the 50s or 60s? Uh, 1963, I think. Yeah. Wow. No, 65. Because it's the longest running show. It's like 40 years, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. It's the longest continuously running science fiction show in the history of television. Opening right. a beer. Sorry, just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> so I started at the beginning, and I started watching through, and all of the, I've now watched all 703 episodes or whatever it is of the classic series. I've watched the TV movie from 1996. Sorry. And uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was an American production, that's why. You, you kind of got to plow through some of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and then I've watched all of the current series. And I just watched my wife and I watched the season finale of series nine last night. So I'm. I have now watched all the Doctor Who that there is. Awesome. So now I have to wait until Christmas for the next one, and then the long wait until next fall for the new season to start. Of course. So can I tell you guys about what I did yesterday? What did you do? Okay. I locked myself in my office. <laughs> Good start. I turned on my computer, <laughs> and then I in one window. So I got I got a dual screen situation going on. Um, I fired up World of Warcraft. Okay. <laughs> I had a level eighty. Pandaren Shaman that I decided, you know, I'm going to bring him up a bit. Um, And then in the other screen, I brought up a browser. I turned on Netflix. And I plowed through so much Doctor Who. Um, I started at basically the beginning of Season 8. And then I got about halfway through Season 9. And I got my shaman up to level 89. <laughs> so, awesome. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. I'm almost at level 90. I'm about to hit the... Pin- uh, anyway. So, okay. So, <laughs> I it's... It, yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with it, too. And uh, I've spent way too much time watching this show. And um, I came downstairs at one point, and I told Deanna where I was at. and um, You're proud of me, right, Deanna? With how much Doctor Who I've been watching? Yeah, she's happy. Um, so... <laughs> It's ridiculous how good uh, the the series is, especially like getting into the Peter Capaldi stuff. Uh, Peter Capaldi, I have to say, has in in, the, in season eight, I didn't really like him all that much. Like it was weird. I, I, he was such black and white compared to um, Matt Smith and how lovey dovey you know Matt right. Smith. He would like he'd be like, oh. Uh, you know, Clara, awesome, awesome idea. Grab her, give her a kiss on the forehead, and then walk away. And then Peter Capaldi's like, oh, don't touch me. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't stand so, so close to me. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of a weird way to see the Doctor, especially because, like, David Tennant, the, the, the transition from David Tennant to Matt Smith was so seamless, it, almost, you know? And, and this was so... I guess it's what it needed, Right. Yeah, and I think one thing that I think I probably have a different perspective on it, having watched all 26 seasons of the classic series, mm-hmm. is that now that I'm thinking about it and thinking of it from the perspective of someone who's only seen the new series, right? You had Eccleston for one season, who was a little prickly, but yeah, came he was around. Yeah, a little brash at And then Tennant, who was obviously you know stars in his eyes, and everything was wonderful. And Matt but Smith, but he had his was, moments. He of, had his moments, but anger. But he was he was very emotionally in touch. Yeah, and kind of you know present in the moment about everything and then Matt Smith comes along who's kind of like you know an old man in a little kid's body he's bouncing around kind of you know like a toddler and then bow ties are cool (laughs) right and then Capaldi comes along and he's just crusty and kind of he doesn't really want to deal with whatever's happening and 
doesn't tell everybody the truth all the time, but sometimes he thinks it's for their own good, but sometimes he doesn't even care if it's for their own good. He just don't want to tell them anything. Right. And if you've watched all the classic series, it kind of harkens back to some of the old classic doctors. Like, right. um, for instance, the first one, the show, the doctor that started the whole show, the first one, William Hartnell, was for about the first half of the first season, completely unlikable. Yeah. He was rude to everyone. He felt like he was being bothered by everyone. And whenever they tried to help him with anything, he wanted everyone to go away and get out of his TARDIS and go someplace else. So it kind of harkens back to that. I kind of figured. Yeah, it, it figured, feels to be more honest, familiar yeah. from someone who's yeah. seen those because older there was episodes. A, there was, especially coming out of the 60s and whatnot, there was a definitive line of, this is the Doctor, you're my companion, but I'm the Doctor, you do what I say. And going into David Tennant and Matt Smith, there's like there's a relationship, there's a... Uh, Synergy Sim- between yeah, yeah two, two of them. So, you know, what's her name? Claire Oswald is doing one thing, or, you know, Billy Piper's character, Rose, uh, is doing another thing. And, you know, everything kind of, like, works out as, as a pair. Uh, in the old series, it was the Doctor and their companion. You their know, it was, it, was, it was, yeah, exactly. It was only the Doctor. That was the, the main focus of a lot of the things on there. And that was one thing that I noticed Peter Capaldi did a couple times, was he was like, no, you follow my rules. Right. Like, he said that, like, a couple times. He said, I have no, you, you now. He, yeah, he said, like, no, you do as I say. And then the looks Clara would give him of, like, oh, no, F you, <laughs> first of all. Clara might be my one of my favorite I companions really, on the really entire like show. Start to um, she grew on me really quickly, because Rose was my favorite for a long time. Um, but Clara's fantastic. I'm not at the end of the season. I kind of maybe saw a spoiler. <laughs> but well, there, it's no secret that I mean it's been announced all over the place that right. she's not coming right. back for the next series. But I, so you know yeah. she's leaving. Yeah, you know she's somehow. leaving somehow. Right. Somehow, I'll leave it at that. I'm so, not going to spoil yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, I think I saw it anyway. Um, I still haven't gotten there yet. I saw yeah. two of Capaldi. Um, no, three of Capaldi. One in uh, two in, in season eight. One of season nine. And I need Wait, to go so back you there just and watch the head it. And like, it was. I was with my friend Mike. Who Mike is actually the guy who um, introduced me to Doctor Who. And so before the new series came out, we were watching old classic stuff. So I actually saw the classic stuff before the new series came out. Um, hmm. And when the new series came out, um, he got me to watch the movie before that started to kind of like transition me. Yikes! I'm like, what the <laughs> bad word is this? <laughs> you know? yeah. It was. It was. It was horrible. Um, I do like the nod to it though uh, for the War Doctor from the eighth. Um, Eighth Doctor to the War Doctor. Yes. That was really well done. Did you see the the little piece that they had that was not in the episode? It was like an extra? Yes. Where they yes. Were, what? Exactly. They actually had an extra for, it was before the 50th anniversary. Right. It was one of those little like six minute mini episodes where they showed Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor actually regenerate into the War Doctor. Right. Really? So they yeah, brought, they gave the, they the Eighth Doctor the back. Continuity. Older, you know, and it, it worked out really well. He looked kind of war-torn and kind yeah. of, you know, with the weight of the world on him, and then he goes, and he's like, with the sisterhood of Karn is there, right. and blah, 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 they and he force drinks a, a potion, yeah. forces a regeneration, and becomes the War Doctor. So there's a definite, complete chronology all the way through. Right. Oh, so I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to go back and watch that. But see, and I, again, ha- I, was, I have it. You can watch it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I was spoiled by my friend Mike. Again, love Mike to death. Um, I don't know if you got this. I don't know if you got this. But when he, again, I saw a lot of stuff before it was actually aired for the new season. When we actually watched the new season, he would pause it and go, this is why this is important. So the class stuff I didn't see, he could say, this is why the Daleks are this. Or this is why the... Um, the Iron Man, what is it? Yeah, the Cybermen. Uh, Cybermen. Cybermen are this and whatever. So he was actually able to explain it to me, and so there was a, a, a larger understanding for me from the get-go for a lot of the things. So I had a be- better appreciation for it. So I had somebody walk me through the, the new series, and I loved it to that all the way through season eight, which I need to pick up and finish in season nine, obviously. Okay, so question for you. 
are you ever... I hear JoJo talking about how he kind of like stopped watching Doctor Who. First of all, why? <laughs> um, second of all, are you ever going to pick it back up again? I will. I will. Um, so I have a bit of a nostalgia thing because Doctor Who with me is always associated with Mike. I always watch it at his place. And so it's kind of weird for me to not watch it with him. Okay. Um, but I'm at a point where I'm behind an, uh, a season, so I'm going to go through and, and watch season eight on Netflix, which is available. And then season nine, I can just go ahead and watch with him and be able to knock yeah. that out. Um, and after Christmas, he'll have everything on the DVR, and it'll be easy at that yeah. point. So I do need to catch up. It's not that it's not available to me. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, it's so good. I this Even this season, I really like Peter Capaldi's Doctor a lot more in this season because he seems a lot more approachable. He seems less brash maybe and that's kind of what i like but i i don't know what's your all's thoughts of of his character well so initially coming into it i kind of always liked the the crustiness because for me that's kind of what the doctor has always been okay like i think that tenet and and um matt smith Mm -hmm. were kind of outliers in a sense and that if you look at the whole run of all 12 of them they're probably the the most likable, the most yeah. approachable, the most like someone the youngest. you would be the youngest. Like, right. Matt Smith is the youngest actor to ever play the right. doctor He's like in history. My age or so. How old he is, is he? He's yeah. uh, in his early thirties. Oh, okay. No, he's older than he's me. my age. Yeah. <laughs> he's our age. Yeah, it's our age. Yeah, you guys so. are old. <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep saying that. I don't believe it. He wasn't. He was in his late twenties when he started. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yep. But um. But they were see, kinda, even even Uckleston had a little bit of the crustiness, a little bit of the personal. It was kind of a transition, like a, you know. Yeah, he seemed almost. And was, you know, Jamie, you you said it. Um, Eccleston was, I think, a great example of like the Doctor coming out of the War Doctor situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he basically had PTSD. Yeah, right. like yeah. he he was a nice guy and he was trying to do the right thing, but he was really messed up in the head from all the things that had happened. Right. right before the series starts. Yep. PTS Doctor. That they kind of keep referring PTS back to. PTS Doctor. PTS Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's interesting. I, I was curious to get specifically, you know, your your take on Capaldi because, Judge, I want to hear what you think about Capaldi when you see more of him. I need to see more, yes. Uh, especially as you get, uh, you know, well into like season nine. Right. Because it, it was... It's really Well, different. with any Doctor, because um, I loved Excellent because Eccleston and many... So I've seen classic stuff and it was here and there whatever and the fourth doctor ended up being my first doctor and everybody you know, loved, the, loved the first doctor but for an actual season excellent was my first doctor mm-hmm. um and so he grew on me very quickly and every time they transition when you go into uh, david Tennant, it's like but he's not eccleston but then you love david Tennant. But it then, takes, yeah yeah, yeah it takes yeah, a while episodes to get matt, started, I, yeah that was the way matt it was smith for me. comes in he's like who the hell is matt smith oh wait i love this guy now you know <laughs> I gotta so say, i mean peter capaldi's still not anywhere close to my top but i mean i i like him a lot david tennant's number one for me matt smith is a very close number two very close and number two <laughs> <laughs> so for me i think i i like tennant better than matt smith uh-huh. but just I, not because of i mean a lot of people just love david tennant my wife is one of them she yeah. wishes he would come back and just be the doctor forever <laughs> yeah forever. Um, i thought matt smith was interesting in a different way it was a different take on it but aside from that, I know we were talking about this before we started recording, that even if you don't like his characterization, I think that uh, Peter Capaldi might be the best actor yeah. to have played the Doctor. I can see that. In history. I want to see three episodes. And, I can kind of see that, see that too. And, yeah. and the one thing that, that I thought was really telling, and you'll get to this very shortly, I'm not going to spoil anything, okay? because this was announced a long time ago, Okay. Uh, but episode 11 of season 9 features for about... 
all but a couple minutes of it, it's nothing but Peter Capaldi. No one else is in it. Oh, wow. He's oh. all by himself. And I'll be damned if he does not carry that show and you don't even care that no one else is in it. Oh, it's wow. an impressive tour yeah. de force. Well, I mean, you kind of... Peter Capaldi is... I feel like he's kind of a, a well-known actor. in some. Yeah, he's been in some other stuff. You know, yeah. and, and he seems like a seasoned... He I mean, almost he they looks wanted like, that though. They wanted he, an older yeah, actor. He yeah. looks though like a seasoned stage actor and he kind of brings this presence like a like a seasoned stage actor. And that's the thing that does it. It's that that presence. It's yeah. the same thing that made Tom Baker so compelling is yeah. that he walks into a room and all you can look at is him. It's a super it's, you know he brings he just, this intensity. It's a magnet. Yeah, he right. brings an intensity, especially with those eyebrows. <laughs> Attack eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh it was and, fun seeing Baker in the fiftieth. Yes, well. that so was like, a really nice... That, yeah. that was left field. I didn't expect that to happen. I've gotten my parents into watching Dr. Nice. <laughs> That's great. awesome. My mom um, texted me and she goes, the uh, the uh, Christmas Carol episode from mm-hmm. season one of like the new series um, was one of her favorite things ever. That's she, a good one. She, yeah, she, she loved it. Uh, so even my parents are getting into it. Um, and there's also news that Peter Jackson will be directing an episode in season 10. So is it going to be like a three episode series and it's going to be like an extended edition? And With Legolas <laughs> popping in out of nowhere. There'll, there'll be an episode where he just chases his sonic screwdriver for 45 minutes. <laughs> just stretch it for time. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think Peter Jackson brings an interesting um, perspective from a directive point of view. Right. Because he... It almost makes you wonder, are they going to go back and look at some kind of war event? Because, you know, he's really well known for those sort of and That's, uh, those sort, those that's sort what of I was going to say, too. Is he's like he's well known war? for mass, you know, productions. Yeah. So a lot of people. So I'm wondering if there's like a Time Lord thing that's going to yeah. happen or, you know, something else. But yeah, it's uh, interesting. He, he knows how to direct 800 people simultaneously, 1,200 people, 2,000 people. So and I joke about them stretching, but I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Because I, I really like what he did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I and The Hobbit. Was, and well, the Hobbit. no. He, he didn't I haven't seen the Hobbit. last Hobbit movie. He didn't have his hand in the Hobbit, I thought. He, he did. I'm pretty he, sure yeah, he did. Did he? He did, because there was this whole story about how it was originally, I think, Guillermo del Toro uh-huh. who was supposed to do it. And then he bailed, and then Peter Jackson came in, and he was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just going to make a movie. Oh, okay. I so remember I, hearing that reason, I, I thought it was Guillermo, but I, I could be wrong. For whatever yeah. reason, I got my yeah. stuff mixed up. Take a, take a, yeah, you see, the Hobbit yeah. director is Peter Jackson. Okay, awesome. Yep. Um... That's actually a, a true. That's why it didn't seem so put together. The Hobbit did supposedly. Yeah. Peter Jackson came into it like at the last minute. They were like, "Wait, wait! You did the other movies. Just do this one." Yeah. But I, I think that's going to be really fun. There's actually a really cool video uh, for you guys listening that came out of Peter Jackson kind of doing a, a sort of an announcement. Um, I put it up on the Geek Thirty uh, Facebook page, so I recommend that you guys check it out there. Uh, it's of him and his daughter kind of sitting down, and his daughter opens up some kind of. Um, some kind of email about, you know, Stephen Moffat or something reaching out to him. And then all of a sudden the doctor shows up and it's this whole thing and there's a Dalek in the house. Um, <laughs> go check it out. It's actually pretty funny and they do a really good job. It's all it's all done in one take. Oh, wow. So uh, it, that, that's especially impressive. <laughs> and he and his daughter just totally pull it off. And, and Peter Capaldi, obviously, you know, is a master. There was it, so. one holiday thing where a bunch of uh, different British actors ended up being Doctor Who in a very short span of time. At one point, Mr. Bean was Doctor Who, and it was hilarious. Did you ever see that special? Yeah. Yeah, with I, the, well, I don't remember what it was called, but they had Me the either. whole thing with, uh, with, with Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson yeah, was exactly. the doctor, and there's someone else was the master, and it was a spoof on the old classic series right, where but, they kept, like, going back in time to outdo each other. 
other. Like he was like, Wasn't oh well, I'm gonna capture, I'm gonna put you in this prison. Ah, well, I'll just go back in time and put a <laughs> hole in the floor to get out of. Yeah. Ah, but I'll go back in time and put spikes under the <laughs> hole. <laughs> it was a funny like they, they played off themselves. Wasn't like Timothy Dalton, Doctor Who? Yes, it, it was Timothy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was a ridiculous show and it was hilarious because it parodied itself and yeah. it was it, they did a, a great job of it. So, okay, obviously you know. We've had we're gonna have a few seasons worth of of Capaldi as a doctor. Who do you guys want to see as the next doctor? And you know if there's going to be a next doctor, there's reasons why there may not be. But if so, there could be a next doctor, who would it be? So I I kind of worry about this just because Stephen Moffat took over in season five when Matt Smith came on, uh-huh. and he's been running the show ever since. Yep. And for the most part, I think he does a great job. Yep. Like it's a really well done. But there's sometimes that he does things that I feel like he does it just to be like, aha, I gotcha. Yeah. So I don't. I I'm hoping that the next Doctor isn't cast as just a haha gotcha, and then it turns out that it doesn't work for yeah. in the long term. Right. Like, that, that, um, that's my big concern. I'm not anything, anything in particular. Right. I yeah. just don't want to be moffeted. <laughs> there's um, there's a lot of talk about a potential of a female doctor. I have heard that. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know. Um, well, they got a female master. All right. So. <laughs> spo- yeah. Well, okay. I was gonna say spoiler, but <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. So sorry, there's Missy. A, there's sorry, not sorry. So you got Missy three years in ago, there. though, or two years. Yeah, <laughs> but then you got people who may be interested in seeing it. So okay. there, there's the potential there. Um, I think that might be one of those Moffat sort of gotcha. Situations. I think it might. If it's done right, it could be really good. Yeah, I'm not be. saying I'm not ruling that out. As oh a good yeah, idea. And, and, and and trust me, people out there, like there would be absolutely nothing wrong with the female doctor if it was done right. It needs to be done right. There needs to be some kind of. There needs to be loops closed. There needs to be um, background. You know something. Um, personally. I would love to see somebody like Eddie Redmayne come in. I don't think, I, you know, I think it's above his pay grade or below <laughs> his pay grade rather. But, you know, so he's a guy from uh, The Theory of Everything, the guy who plays uh, uh, Stephen Hawking. You know, you don't know who I'm talking about? Look at this guy's, I, look, look at look at these pictures. Oh, wow. You know him? Yeah. You know him? I've seen him before. Him, oh, right? yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah, so, you know, somebody getting back to like a younger doctor, I think would be fun. Somebody who can kind of play more of like the. Well, the also, stuff that I miss kind of in in David Tennant, I guess. That that also kind of depends on the storyline because Doctors only or well, Time Lords only have twelve generations. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah have you, I don't know if you've gotten you've gotten past the fiftieth, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then in you know in the, the episode that came right after the fiftieth, the Night of the Doctor. Yeah. There was a whole thing where Matt Smith was dying. Yeah. And he was not going to get another age, one, yeah. and then he gets granted. An additional twelve regenerations. Oh, 12, I thought it was I one. I thought it was just one regeneration. Yeah. No, I, 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 I got the clear impression that he was granted a whole full set. Really? That, that they've basically renewed it for another twelve wow. actors to keep going. <laughs> Let's just keep doing that. Wonderful. <laughs> that's the case. Yeah. Stephen Moffat like doing a Time it. Lord yeah. loophole. Let's <laughs> yeah. see uh, Charlie Sheen as a doctor. Oh, no, I'm Lord. just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad joke. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave now. Out. Out of my house. Done. Out. Uh, uh, it, it's fun though. This has been a, a fun hobby of mine, an obsessive hobby. Uh, and I thank Jamie because Jamie was pressuring me. God, when did you start telling me about Doctor Who? Like, it took me so three long. Three years ago. Yeah, it took me like, so dude, long. Dude, you gotta watch this show. It's so good, dude. Yeah, I'm watch- like, seriously, ah, dude. Maybe. <laughs> and he kept telling me backstory, and and I was like, oh, kind of sounds cool. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I picked it up on Netflix, and then here we are. Well, it's, it's so I love Battlestar Galactica. The, uh, Phenomenally. Um, 
it started with a great budget and just cut off. And so it went from sci-fi to just drama, yeah. <laughs> you know, politics and whatever. I love the fact that with Doctor Who, it was sci-fi and drama, but it kept that pace the whole way through. Yeah. It was always action-packed and, you know, they never cut corners. It was awesome. And the acting is top-notch. Exactly. Seriously. Like, I mean, exactly. you look at some of, especially I think back to some of the stuff that David Tennant did, it's it's chilling. Some of it was, I you know, with the, the last episode with Rose and stuff mm-hmm. was very emotional and I was sitting there like you and everyone else ugly crying I was ugly crying um Pretty sure my shoulder was like saturated from tears, like yeah. trying to wipe myself out. Someone was cutting onions. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody was definitely cutting onions. Um, but dust. you know, audience, if you guys uh, have any interest in watching Doctor Who, it's all on on Netflix. Go check it out. Seriously, if you have any interest in anything sci-fi or fantasy, and you want some fun, you know, hokey sort of uh, some some kind of fun show to start watching. If you don't watch it well, it's yet, it's fun, do it. but it's dramatic. It's hilarious, yep. but it's intense. You know, so it's yep. got a full range of emotions yep. in there. It's well done. I'm trying and to talk Deanna into watching it. Like I tell everybody, if it sounds kind of interesting and you're maybe on the fence, just try watching it. Yeah. Like three or four uh, episodes in a row. Get past the farting alien. Yeah, get, get past the farting aliens. That's yeah. literally <laughs> the low point of the whole series. Um, but if you can get past that, yeah. then you're. Going I mean, if you're watching a new series, the first two episodes are. A immediate continuation. There's no pause yes. with that. And it's a great episode. explanation of like a, exactly. an onboarding point for right. like, oh, I don't know what I'm watching. Right. And if you watch it for like three or four episodes and it's not for you, well, maybe it's just not for you. Yeah. Exactly. But if you watch three or four episodes and you're like the rest of us, you'll get sucked in. And next thing you know, you're wearing fezes and bow ties and, <laughs> yeah. and three I glasses. Do, I do have four bow ties. One of them is a pain in the butt to tie, but I do have four bow ties now because of that. <laughs> I have multiple sonic screwdrivers <laughs> next to my so- pile of TARDISes. But do you have Sonic? Uh, glasses. I, I have black Ray Bans. Okay. I do too. But they're not Sonic. <laughs> nah, they yeah. can be Sonic. You can pretend they're Sonic. I'm just, t- just touch the side of them and go. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> well, it's it's fun having you here, Jamie. Thanks so much for uh, sharing on the Doctor Who topic. Yeah, thanks for having me this back. Is one thing blather about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've needed somebody because I go up to Deanna, I start talking about it, she just way over her head. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because she'll listen. You know, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I, I'm looking at, she's glazed over. <laughs> she's completely glazed Well, I over. get kind of the same thing as Melissa watches the show with me, yeah. but she's not as big of a fan as I am and she does not like Capaldi for whatever reason. Yeah. So when we're watching it, I'll just go, that was a great episode. she go, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> he said. Call Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and thank you to you guys for being here. Jojo, let's wrap it up. Where Sounds can good. people reach us? All right, as always, at the email, you can get us. Get the email. At, at the, the email. The email. At, at the email. On the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. At the email. Gmail.com. <laughs> Not the Gmail. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Geek30Podcast. So Geek30Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, no numbers. And you can call us if you want to leave a voicemail and say, hey, Sony is actually a great company. And then I will obviously argue you because that's wrong. Good. We like, we, we like <laughs> constructive arguments. Constructive arguments are always a good thing. But if you do want to leave us a voicemail, that's at 443-424-3350. We do have a Facebook page. And we do have a Twitter at Geek30, also spelled out. Yep. And uh, check out all of our episodes at www.geek30.com. Um, thank you to Jamie for being here, being our guest. Uh, and our producer. And our producer. All of our jingles, all of our good sounds. If it sounds good, it's, it's his fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank Damn you. it, Jamie. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. 
We're not supposed to be that good this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Stop setting the bar so high. <laughs> and, and thank you for line, line, line and Kugel. Line and Kugel. How do you say this? Line and Kugel. Line and Kugel. Thank you for, <laughs> for, this, uh, for this wonderful beer, Line and Kugel. It's uh, delicious. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, thank you to you guys again for being here. We will see you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye, everybody. See you.